Welcome to the Pure Energy Dogcast, where we're passionate about helping you become a better leader with your dog, in your business, and in your faith. Let's dive in. So today we are so excited, you guys. I can barely like, I'm trying not to flail. I'm so excited. <laughs> we have um, an amazing guest, somebody who I consider a dear friend and a mentor. Um, mm. And I've had the privilege of meeting her and working with her in the past. And I'm just so excited for you guys to get to hear from her today. We have an interview with Miss Bethany from Walking Dog Training. She's in Florida. Um, and I can't wait to get started. So welcome, Bethany. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for dealing with all of our tech issues and getting on here. We did it. We got here. We're learning. Yes, this yes. is all new. This is all new, but we're so happy to have you on. So um, I did get to work with Bethany at her seminar with um, Kate um, from K9 Dog Training. When was mm -hmm. that? Last August? Yeah, last August. That's it was crazy. Warm in Wisconsin. Yeah, that's a year ago. That's nuts. That does that not. That is so crazy to me. That does not feel like a year ago. Time flies. No. That is that is crazy. Oh. Um, are you guys still doing that um, seminar? You're doing another one, right? Yes. Our next one uh, we're going to do in February here again awesome. in Orlando. Yay. Cool. That's so amazing. Yeah. So um, she does on top of many things, and we will, we will cover a lot of them here today, but she does have a kind of like trainer training seminar um, that I got to go to, and it was absolutely amazing. I got to go to the first one, which was super fun because we were yes. all just kind of like, let's see how this goes, but it was <laughs> amazing. Um, I love, especially nowadays, I feel like we have a strong community of women dog trainers, and yeah. we're all just like coming to get together and connecting. And I remember when I first started in the industry about like eight to 10 years ago, it, it wasn't really that. There was, I feel like there was a lot of men and not that that's bad at all, but I was a little bit like, who do I talk to? Like, who do I sit with at the table? Yes. You know? Like, where do oh, I fit yeah. in? And now it's just like, I don't know, maybe that's kind of social media too, like bringing us all together over the years. But mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I just, even the women that I met with you at that seminar, like I still talk to them and I probably never oh, would have I met them that. if it wasn't for you guys. So that's amazing. Are you guys booked oh, out yeah. for the seminar? Well, we haven't started. We kind of have like a waiting list. Nice. Okay. So we're going to start talking about it when we get closer to it. And then, yeah, just say cool. whoever wants to let us know and we can us. share the link. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you great. so much. Is anybody who does go to that? It's amazing. So I just want to get started. Um, tell everybody just a little bit about you, a little bit of your background. Like, how did you get started in dog training? Mm. So I was a pet sitter dog walker and did that for about four years and then got our third dog, Theo. And he was just he completely threw me for a loop. I had, he was, I don't want to say crazy, uh, but lots of issues. I just didn't, I wasn't familiar with and behavioral issues like biting us. Um, and he was really young. So I remember I was crying on the floor thinking we made a huge decision and we almost, uh, a huge mistake. And we almost brought him back to the rescue that we got him from. And I was like, you know, just let me like pleading with my husband, just let me figure it out, try to figure out what I can do. Um, I have time during the day and I started looking up training stuff. Um, so started looking up trainers online, found some trainers on YouTube, uh, stumbled upon balance training and started implementing the things that I found with him. And it almost immediately made a huge difference. Now, none of this is a quick fix at all, but 
for me, it was life-changing. Um, yeah. It kept him in our home. And I started thinking, I already am around dogs and how can I help other owners? Because I just didn't know about this stuff. It's like so many owners, you get a dog who you didn't anticipate on getting and all the challenges that come with some dogs. And you just, that's not what you think dog ownership looks like. So, uh, yeah. so I started asking owners that I would walk their dogs and a lot of dogs pulled me, some were reactive. And I started asking, hey, can I work with your dog? Can I introduce a prong collar? Uh, some said no, some said yes, and started sharing on Instagram and Facebook and just started getting people saying, hey, I, I need help with my dog. Can you help me? Um, like people from high school or mm -hmm. my parents, friends, children. And it mm. just kind of started that way. Yeah. And um, I went to a seminar. They don't do it anymore, but it, it was similar to the trainer I knew. And I, I, it's funny what you were talking about in the beginning where there were a lot of male trainers. Again, we love men, but, um, <laughs> we do, we love them, <laughs> but I found that I couldn't find trainers that I could really relate to. Yeah. Um, and so during that seminar, I just started feeling like I want to, it's such a weird feeling. I don't even know how to explain it, but it felt like, I felt like I had a bigger purpose than being a dog walker and that I could help more people just from sharing more and trying to become that person that other people could look up to that were similar to me. And then I just started sharing more, um, was getting dog after dog. And then I stumbled into the creative side of, uh, what I do and creating content and just completely fell in love. And that's when my job kind of took a turn to look a little bit different than what you think dog trainer, the title looks like. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's kind of similar to how we started as far as just like the base of the story. Like we were in the shelter and we were Googling a lot of training videos and, you know, but there's so much out there. So it was like this video yeah. said to do this and this one said not to do that. And like, what do we do? And yes. we were just kind of trying to figure it all out and it was confusing. And again, it was like, who do you reach out to? How do you even reach out to people 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it looked a lot different. Um, but absolutely. And you kind of nailed what I want to really pick your brain about today, which is <laughs> your creative process and just the creative side of your business. Because mm -hmm. obviously you're an amazing dog trainer. I love all the videos. I love everything you do. Thank like you. our techniques are really similar. And I'm just like, I love how you teach and explain it, but really how you captivate moments and training concepts and ideas and put it into a picture and make it not only beautiful, but make it make sense. And you're, you, you have this magic of relating to, to the clients, to, to, your, to dog owners in general. Mm -hmm. And there's like this vulnerability to you that I'm just like, and I think we've had talked about in the seminar. I was like, man, like, how does she do this? Like, how does she to me, make it look so simple to relate to these other owners. And she, like, you really meet them where they're at in the process. And you're also like the biggest cheerleader, but then you're also saying, you know, Hey, sometimes it stinks and it's hard. And I feel like at least from my end and, and everybody that I'm following, I feel like you really started this trend of, Hey, it's okay to be like, 
my dog stinks today. This is hard. This is not fun. You know what I mean? I feel like you really meet people where they're at and get into like that middle with them. So if you just kind of want to talk a little bit about like, we'll start with the creative process. Like how did you stumble upon the making graphics? Like how did this start? All right. So I love following, uh, anything other than dog training on social media. Yeah. So for me, I follow a lot of like therapists, uh, foodie things, um, uh, eat this, not that, even though it's all very individual as we know. Um, yeah. But I loved seeing, I felt like this, this was missing in the dog training world where the graphics, like I, mm -hmm. my very first graphic that did well, um, like I did three or four first. And then the one that did well, where I think I got, uh, 500 likes. And to me, I, wow. I was usually getting like 30 likes, which it's not all about likes, but you can notice it when it happens. Mm -hmm. And it was, yeah. And so, um, it was how to say no. And it was like five different things on one graphic. And I was like, Oh, I think I'm onto something with shareable content. Mm -hmm. So helping an owner feel seen and heard, which I think is so important in the process of working with owners. So many of them feel like they're the only ones going through it. So if I can create something for them to be like, oh, this is me and like share it in their stories and hopefully Aunt Ida sees it and they get it or maybe get mm -hmm. it a little bit more than before. Um, I think I, and I'm very open about this. I don't love the dog training side of things. I think uh, I do. I love the process. I love taking pictures, which mm -hmm. I could talk to you for hours about photography. Yep. You know this. Yep. Um, I love, I love sharing the process, but I really enjoy working with owners and, uh, creating stuff that helps them get it or break things down. And I think I just started under seeing that people were sharing the shareable posts that I was making. And then it just became like my outlet where it was kind of like growing up, I, I would go door to door selling rocks that I painted like so flat cute. rocks. Dude, you've been an entrepreneur longest... for a long time. <laughs> yes. I want a rock. I want a Bethany rock. Let's bring it back. I have one. I, I have one. And for the longest time, like through middle school, anywhere I went, if there was like flat rocks, I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be so great to paint. Oh. So it was like very exciting for me. So now instead of painting rocks, I create these little like things. Uh, so so I think I've, I've always had that in me. And then it just, it became where I started carving out time intentionally every single day to do it because it was really fun for me. And I was like, oh my gosh, even though I don't love the dog training side of things, because it's just very monotonous. It's a lot of the yes. same stuff and it can be said mm -hmm. over and over and over. This was kind of my way to stand out in a way or just do things differently. And yeah, I just fell in love with it. I uh, started creating um, our training guides and our whole, my whole business changed. My husband was able to quit his job. He has his own job now, but, um, yeah, it's just transformed everything I do. I, Absolutely. I think it's wild, um, that it took so long for more females to get into dog training. Yes. It's, you guys have such intuition and mm -hmm. empathy that we lack as males and you guys can really pick things up and, and then, be able to communicate clearly to an owner. I mean, that's the whole game with dog training is being yes. able to teach the person. Yeah. And it's just, it's wild that it took so long because you guys are way better at it than we are. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Well, and I, I think I, cause I, I used to struggle with um, an eating disorder. I've struggled with infertility. And so I feel like everything is connected. 
So the mm. shame I felt in uh, not being able to conceive a baby naturally, mm. I can relate to an owner who feels a lot of shame for walking their reactive dog and feeling like they're the only one. It's all very mm. connected, yeah. I think. And so uh, I think that has been, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget. I was, so the seminar I went to, they don't do anymore. I remember looking in the room and it was all females. I just thought, okay, it's two males leading this, which is great. It was a really awesome experience and nothing against that. But I felt like, I feel like we all could like kind of get each other a little bit more. Like, why is this kind of missing? And I think yeah. the part that I enjoyed the most was some people think it's being vulnerable to me telling a story about um, how I struggled with an eating disorder is not vulnerable to me. Having a tough conversation with a person is vulnerable to me. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of... I started feeling more connected to people, social media, through social media, but people reaching out to me saying, oh, I've struggled with that too. And I have a dog that's really challenging. It just made, mm-hmm. I think, me more relatable than just a dog trainer sharing about dog training stuff. I just think whole picture is right. the most transformative thing for owners. Absolutely. And sure. as I'm hearing that, it's like, you know, it's not even just for dog trainers. Like what you're saying, uh, uh, what I'm hearing, it, it A, applies to anybody like in your life because we're essentially, we're talking about relationships, right? We're talking about, you yes. know, whether it that one like or that one message of, hey, I struggle with that too. That's a relationship. Like that's somebody saying, like that's, you know, whether it's vulnerable for them to say back to you, hey, you know, I struggle mm-hmm. with that too. I've never said that to anybody before. You know what I mean? Like, and not with that, that like you're asking for that because that much must kind of have a weight to it too of like, whoa, you know, maybe they're sharing some <laughs> stuff with me. That's, you know, am I qualified for this kind of a thought? <laughs> but, you know, it's it's beautiful and it's relationship. And then it also dovetails into any business, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially as leaders in a business, you think you have to have it all together. You think you have to look a certain way. You think that your team wants you to be perfect and not make any mistakes. And then they'll want to follow me and lead. But really like what I was drawn to with you, I was like, no, she's literally like talking about the, like all of these personal things and the things she's struggling with and what she's going through and how she doesn't feel perfect. And I remember, I mean, I've watched your stories for years. So again, like even you just being like, I used to not want to make videos because I didn't like how I looked like hearing stuff oh. like that. Do you know how many videos I've recorded and then been like, Mm-mm, delete that. That's oh. terrible. But I never like talked about it. And I was like, wow, she's doing something like so magical and so special because it's relatable. A lot of us feel mm-hmm. it, but not a lot of us are talking about it. And, oh, yes. you know, I feel like in business, people want to follow leaders that are real, not leaders that are right. Do you know what I mean? But we yes. try to put out there that we're right and that we're perfect. I mean, I messed up as a leader for my team who's helping me with this podcast. I messed up today and told you that we were going to record this next month. And we all showed up today and we're like, where's Bethany? And I look at my text. I'm like, you guys, I made a mistake. I'm so oh. sorry. So I mean, like I'm learning, like I have to admit too, like I make mistakes. And then it was funny because my, my team that's here helping me, Emily, she was like, that's okay. I screwed up four dates this week. And I'm like, you're right. So we're good. Like, let's go, you know? And it, yeah. and it, we had a moment to kind of laugh and bond over it. And so through sharing our, our mistakes or our heart, our hardships, Shortfalls, we're yeah. able to create connection. And as leaders, yes. I don't think a lot of leaders do that. Well, I think, especially with dog trainers, I remember, um, 
because so we have four dogs, one of them, Louie, our German shepherd, she's still really fearful of people. And I felt kind of, um, I was very nervous. People would see my dog who wasn't perfect and think, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, she's, she can't help my dog if her dogs aren't perfect. And then I found I it's, <laughs> yeah, I think all of us do. Don't we I all? Found, <laughs> yeah, I think, and I found that owners were actually, I think I shared a, a story about Louie, um, which I was really nervous about at first, but I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm just going to share it. And when I took her to the vet and the vet brought her out and the vet was like out of breath, Louie had blood on her paw and she was like, you're going to have to put her on meds next time you come here. And I was like, oh my, God, I hope they don't know I'm a, a trainer. Uh, and I shared it and it's like even personal owners I work with who had been through the board and train program or just people online, they were like, thank you so much. It's so nice to know that you don't have perfect dogs. And I was like, Oh, duh. Like, I don't know why I thought everything I do has to be perfect or my dogs do because then it makes an owner feel really crappy. That's why when I was talking to, um, late, uh, well, I don't know if she'd want me to say her name. I was talking to a trainer the other day yeah. and she was asking about, uh, the go home session and like the messy parts. And I told yes. her, this is just what I have learned. I used to think go home sessions had to look perfect because it mm -hmm. was a reflection of me and how good of a trainer I am. What I found is that there is beauty in the messy parts because it helps an owner when they get home and there's a messy moment, which there will be, it helps them remember, oh yeah, that happened with Bethany. I know how to work through it. So it's yep. more of like a good thing if a messy moment happens instead of like, oh no, I'm a bad trainer. Mm -hmm. So yeah, 100%. people don't like perfection, even though yeah. we strive for it. Like I still yeah, struggle with that. I know. There's opportunity in the imperfection. Yeah. Yes. Like there's, yep. there's always a lesson out of it. To mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we say that in our company. So I've onboarded, we have, our team has grown since I've seen you last. And so I feel like I've just been like onboarding and onboarding and <laughs> a reoccurring message that I kept telling everybody on the team when it came to go homes, I was like, these will not be perfect, but don't panic. We've already let the owner know in two separate forms that this will be messy. So also taking that pressure off yourself. So we had reached out, um, like we mentioned it in the onboarding call, like, hey, the go home sessions this is kind of what it's going to be like when we're just explaining the whole program before they even sign up. But then yeah. our admin, Casey, she also sends out an email a few days before the go home that says, hey, this is what to expect. Your dog is going to look completely untrained for at least, you know, five to, to 30 minutes, depending on the dog. And but that's why we tagged you in all those Instagram videos that you see, like we've worked with your dog. They're that's trained. Real. They yes. can do stuff. But I feel like that's where, again, like setting realistic expectations too with your team or with your clients and your the dog owners really mm -hmm. takes pressure off. And again, I, I feel like that's what you do really well too, like in sharing these graphics and sharing these, basically like what we put in an email, like you're putting out there as far as like the realness of like, this is what you're going to get and it's okay mm -hmm. and it's normal. So don't panic. Then you get the feedback. Like our, when we send out those emails, and the, the client writes back or the owner, you know, walks in the door and sees it. They're like, oh, thank God that you got to see this. And it wasn't just yes. me. And he wasn't perfect for you at drop off. And I was like, oh, no, ma'am, like it, not perfect. We've seen a yeah. lot. Um, yeah. you know, but again, it's just the realness to it that that's what people relate to. Just like you said, like they don't relate to perfection, even though we strive for it. Mm -hmm. nobody can relate to it because nobody is perfect. So no, I mean, that's a big lesson for, I feel like every business, every human, you know, every dog owner, every dog trainer that is going to be messy. And 
I actually say to our trainers too, that if there's a go home session and the dog hasn't messed up, I, that's when I panic. When they go home and the dog was an angel, we have two go home sessions is how we break it up. And if we didn't see like any pushback, I actually tell the the owner before they leave, like, hey, listen, you have a one hour follow-up session. It's free. Call us when you're ready for it. Because since you didn't see any pushback, you're not going to know how to handle it. Therefore, when it happens at home, because it will, you might really not know how to get now navigate that water and call yeah. us and we'll come over and we'll, we'll work you through it. So it's rare. It's very, very rare that you have a dog that can really like put on that face of I'm a perfect A plus student um, for the whole session. Like usually we, oh, we yes. get there and we're like, oh, finally, there it is. Because normally <laughs> it's in the beginning, but some, some, some ride out. Than yeah. And we're like, no, yes. no, there it is. There, there's, there's Sophie. There she is. Um, but it's good. Cause again, it's, it's that realness. So, and again, I think that's why, that's one of the reasons why I remember when I first stumbled across your page, I was just like, this girl is awesome. Like she's saying everything that I think, but like she, she said it, but not only did she say it, she made it so pretty. Like I remember like I would bring your Instagram before we had ever talked, I'd bring your Instagram over to him and be like, look at this, look how pretty this is. Oh. When, when we signed, when we onboarded our branding team and our social media team that we have now, I, they're like, well, give me some examples. I was like, just this one, just look at this page. This is all you need to see. Oh, <laughs> because that, again, that could make me cry. That's so it's, nice. It's so good. And I literally, they were like, I don't know if we could do that. We could try <laughs> do your own spin, but like, look at how good she is. And I really think it's your authenticity that pours through. Like you're not somebody like mm. on here trying to like relate. You're just sharing a genuine stories, how you feel, like you said, with that one post, you're like, I don't know if this is going to go well, but I'm just going to say it. And that mm -hmm. takes so much courage because so many people back down. So many people could even create something and then never post it. I feel like, so you know I feel like oh, you're, go ahead. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, go. no, go ahead. I was just <laughs> going to say that like for you, I mean, like your character, you're super conscious, super aware, right? So mm -hmm. I think by having those traits, like the way that you can portray what you're trying to get across to people, it just lands really softly. Mm -hmm. Like when I look at your website, did you go to school for copywriting or anything? Me? Yeah. No, but I love following copywriting people. Okay. Tell. He's it's like, was like, she a copywriter? I was so like, good. not that I know of. Because I, like... I knew what you did within less than a minute going to your website. Yep. Thank you. I was like, this is super clear. Oops, hit the table. <laughs> super clear, super concise. Um, and I know how you made money within 30 seconds. Oh, th that means a lot because so. I, I love the creative side and copywriting. I've been really focusing a lot of my free time on. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. That's really good. That's funny. I was like, what's copywriting? I was like, <laughs> she wrote a website. Like, I don't, I don't get it. So, but it did take me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I was not well, to do it. I think when you were talking about like sharing more about myself, when I actually, so when I first started, um, I felt like not that I am a rebel by any means, but growing up almost my entire life, because one, I knew I would be grounded by my mom if I stepped out of line. Uh, yeah. So I remember very vividly when I went on a trip with her and my dad, <laughs> my mom wanted me to do something and I was with Bobby, but he wasn't there. So I wasn't living with my parents anymore and she got upset with me about something. And I was like, Oh, you can't ground me anymore. And this is very exciting. So, yeah. but my entire life, I tried to be the good girl. I would try mm -hmm. to say the right things to always fit in, to never stir the pot. 
And I felt like once I started sharing some stories about myself or my dogs, and I found that people were resonating with it, it was like, you couldn't stop me from sharing stories and saying things. It felt like permission to be myself. Mm. And I just feel like that is the coolest thing that has come from getting a challenging dog and kind of being thrown into figuring something out. It's just given me permission to be myself. And that's why I'm such a huge advocate for sharing about the human side of things, Mm. like where it's not just about place command. Those things are really important, but also like the, the human side, you know, that's more than just dog training. I think we're more than dog trainers. And so I think that's why. So when you say it's, I don't know if you used the word courageous, it probably seems that way when I share stories or things to me, it's just, it's kind of exhilarating Mm -hmm. because I've spent so much of my life hiding and not being honest and feeling ashamed. And so, yeah, it kind of feels like really fun for me. Relief. (laughs) I love that. Relief. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you were made for that because a lot of people, especially if they had felt that way in the past, don't ever step into that of like, oh, I am free. I can do these things. They stay there. And so they never get to experience what you're feeling. Like when you say like, I feel free and I feel like it's exhilarating, like it feels good. And I'm over here watching it and I'm like, wow, that was like, that took a lot of courage, you know? (laughs) And, And it's just funny how, you know, different lenses see it different ways. I'm like, wow, that was hard for her. And you're over here mm-hmm. like, that was great. Like, I feel so good. But again, like you kind of had this, you know, moment in your life where you gave yourself permission to be free. You know what I mean? Like once you realized yes. it, fine. But then you had to take it. You had to go, okay, I take that permission. I am going to, no, to do that. Yeah. yeah. Which yes. is beautiful. Like so many people, unfortunately, will never get there. And I, I, I just love that for you. I love that you got there and that you're able to do that. You take yeah. action. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So I want to just kind of go back to the whole, you know, creative process and stuff like that. So I I had a question. I was like, I think you had asked me it too. And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to write that down. Um, (laughs) Do you have like a morning routine or just like a creative routine or is it just kind of you wing it? No, 100% creative routine. I am not routine oriented or uh, I actually... I guess this is going to make me sound like I am very rebellious, but I rebel against uh, <laughs> schedules. Yeah. Like if you told me I have to do X, Y, and Z, I'm going to be like, no, I, I don't want to do it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my creative process, my mornings are very special to me. Um, so like when I have a training dog, I um, create my morning around place duration or I have our van. So I'll take a dog in the van and do like a session or a walk. And then it's calm time while I do something creative. I feel very off if I don't create some sort of graphic or work on something creative other than like working on a guide or um, the magazine thing or something like that. I feel off. Mm-hmm. So now it it's a part of every single day as much as I can. Um, it lasts mm-hmm. about two to three hours. Um, yeah. And I'm also most productive in the morning. So Afternoons, I'm not very productive. So yeah, like that's part of my schedule. Yeah, I'm the same way. I love it. I feel like we are mm. exactly the same because he's probably hearing exactly the same thing that I'm hearing. So I recently found out that I'm creative in the morning. I always knew I was a morning person. I used to work at a bagel shop. So like, and I would be like, good morning at like 5 a.m. So, and they would all be like, no, coffee. I'm like, okay. So I always knew I was a morning person, but... 
especially since like having kids and stuff like that, like mornings mm. can be chaos, you know, because it's just like, do all the things, get them out of the house, get your hair brushed. Uh, did we remember yes. to pack a snack? So I realized that ever since Shay is six, our daughter is six. So for the last six years, I really haven't been able to use that morning time. And I think when we came to the seminar, I was talking about like, I miss being creative. I miss doing things. And, and I guess, cause prior to having children, I was doing more stuff in the morning hours and, and the last six years, not so much. Well, doing different things in the morning hours. So what I recently realized, which is my creative process, is I'm in the process of writing a book that is kind of a combination between finding my faith and dog training principles. Like it's all kind of connected Whoa. and together. Um, and yeah, just like really like kind of like tying it back to like biblical principle, but like structure, consistency, like obedience, like all of these things are biblical principles. So when I talk about mm -hmm. them in dog training, now I can't help but hear them and see them when I'm reading the Bible. So I was like, I could write oh, cool. a book on this. And then I was like, oh yeah, who has time to write a book though? So like, good idea, Stacy, but how? And then just one day it was put on me that I have to start waking up at 3.30 a.m. I have to get up extremely early when everybody in the house is still sleeping and i thought it would take an hour it's like you were saying more like two to three hours and what i do is i'll sit down i'll read my bible then i will pray and then i will write and when i don't get to write like the mornings where i was like okay i could sleep in today and i kind of like talked myself out of it or we did have a change of schedule and like i didn't have the time to get it in i feel out of sorts the whole day the whole day i'm just like Ugh, like a little anxious. I'm like, okay, let's get to bed so I can wake up and do this right tomorrow. Like I made a mistake. So it's kind of like, I can't really shake. It. I get through the day, but I can't really shake it. And then the next day when I'm back in it, I'm like, ah, oh, it's almost just like that relief of like, okay, we're back. We're good. We're doing it. And I've been yeah. doing it for a while now. So I like different creative processes, but also very, very similar to what you're doing. Oh, okay. First of all, that is so exciting that you're writing a book. That's <laughs> huge. Yeah. Oh I'm my excited. gosh. Never yeah, wrote a book um, before. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think most people who write their first book has never written, have never right. written before. So, I agree. you're doing it. I think that's the big thing because mm -hmm. I have a dream one day of writing a book and it seems very overwhelming. Yeah. The hardest part is doing it and you're yep. doing it. Set you know? a time every day and just write. Like, I, I started, I was like, if I could write like a paragraph a day. And now it's more yes. like it's looking like a page a day is kind of what it's averaging out to. But same for you. Just set a time and just start to do yeah. it. It's all about um, chipping away at it and yes. actually sitting down and like creating that space to do it because talking mm -hmm. about things, so many people are just going to talk about writing a book. You are mm -hmm. actually writing the book. Yes. It's so awesome. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, while we're talking about a book, it's kind of a similar topic. I do want to talk about some of the things that you offer because mm -hmm. again, you inspired me to make my own version of an ebook, which is our you know, owner dog training book, which we've had yes. for a while. Um, but I, I wouldn't consider that a book book. It's, it's just very much like a how to step-by-step -step guide for me. Yeah. Like that's different than the book that I'm writing. But I want mm -hmm. to talk about everything that you offer and that you've created because I feel like it's a lot now. I feel like you have like a good arsenal of things. And then if you're willing to, I would love to talk maybe about the magazine if you have oh. anything that you want to share because I know that is something I'd new. Love but to. first, let's talk about all of your ebooks, all of your online things that you offer. Yeah. So um, I first started with my go home guide. This mm -hmm. is why I, I 
love that you have your own. And um, I remember, it's so weird, like when you think about time does go by very fast. Um, but at the time, I really wanted to see other people's go home guides and p- trainers were very stingy about it. They yes. didn't want to share with anyone. Yes. And I ended up getting one from someone else who shadowed a trainer. And uh, it felt you got like, like, a, like a black market copy, like a bootleg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, at first, I was very excited. Um, but uh, it you was are rebellious. All, you are. <laughs> I, I am. I think that's the theme. Uh, it was all writing. And I felt like, oh, man, like there's something I feel like I could do this differently. And that's yeah. really when I kind of dipped my toes in uh, with creating a training guide. And then I made it available and couldn't believe people wanted to get it. And then um, a couple of years later during the pandemic, I was doing more virtuals because everyone was at home. I was getting the same questions over and over about e-collar work. I was saying the same things over and over. And so I just committed to creating my first uh, real guide, the e-collar starter guide. Um, and then after that, the reactive dog handbook. And then our most recent one, uh, the guide to separation anxiety, just is to have something. I just I always it. wanted to have something that if someone's struggling with an issue, I can say here, like, mm-hmm. here's this thing. You might not be able to do a board and train, um, but, and you might live further away. Here's this thing with everything I want to tell you about this topic and how it can help you and you can get it. So, mm. yeah. And it's also just become a really, uh, a cool thing that I feel super proud of before dog training. I think I was much more flaky about things. I wouldn't continue or I wouldn't, finish things. I would have these big ideas and then never do it. And the e-collar starter guide was really the first thing where I was like, Oh my gosh, I can do this. I can say something and then actually make it happen. Yeah. Uh, So yeah. And the guides have just, uh, that's my primary primary source of income. Um, so it's moved more virtual than board and trains. I love that. Just, just that right there. Like I uh I told him that he was like, what? And just that right there, like that's so different than all the dog trainers that are doing what we're doing. Like, I, I feel like that just like really, really makes you stand out. Like, I feel like a lot of us do have these like guides and stuff, but like the fact that, and and not as many and and to the caliber of what you created, because the fact that that's your primary income Mm -hmm. in the business, like that blows my mind. And and I'm so happy for you. So I'm like, that's amazing. Like (laughs) that's hard work, but that's amazing. And I'm just, again, that is one, another thing that is just so different than a lot of the other dog trainers that we're going to have on the podcast this season. Like most of us work and make a living off of the actual training dogs. You mm-hmm. are like, I, I will do the training. I'm good at the training, but I actually prefer doing this. And you didn't just say that. Like you said, you turned that into reality. You said, well, okay, since I like this better, this is going to be my main market. This is my main niche. And I'll do the dog training too on the side. And I love yeah. that. Like who, who's like, I'm a dog trainer, but really I'm a graphic designer. Like I'm an artist is actually what I am. And I happen to train some dogs. Like I love that. That's so yeah, I'm working a genius. I'm yeah. That's the- that is- and then yeah, he's going to hire you. Yeah. Hopefully you're for hire. I'm always, but- I'm always for hire, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Good answer. But no, okay. well, I think I had a major, uh, and I think this is why it's so important because it's one thing to create a guide. It's another thing to actually be able to sell it. Mm-hmm. I had a big motivator. I had a husband who was really stressed out at his job. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, he had a couple of panic attacks. I hope he doesn't mind me saying, but, um, I just, I wanted so desperately to kind of flip the script. I've always been taken care of and he has always taken care of me and, um, my dreams are his dreams. And he's kind of let me fly whenever Mm -hmm. like becoming a dog walker instead of going to nursing school, which would be much more practical. Um, and I just was like, I really want to create this guide. And I think that I can make money from it. I had no Mm. idea how much I would make but ended up making enough where he could quit his job. And so for me, I also had a big motivator. So I think that's so important. Mm -hmm. Like for any trainers who are creating things, it's not just the product. It's also Mm -hmm. being willing to put yourself out there and uh, kind of squash the voice that says you're being too salesy. Um, Mm -hmm. I've learned you can't say things enough. You think you're annoying people. You're really not. So you have to feel there has to be a fire inside of you for your product and feeling proud of yourself for what you want to share. Absolutely. Yeah, that why is really important. Yeah. Or else so you get, important. You get burnt out. Yep. Yes. And I feel like yep. you get lost. You, I feel like we, mm-hmm. when you don't have a clear why, you just start saying yes to random things and going down rabbit holes and then yes. you're burnt out because you're like, how do I even get over here? I wanted to be over there. But mm-hmm. now way over here. How do I get back? I can't even get back there. Wrong it's way. so far gone. Yeah, like, how do we <laughs> yes. even do that? So, so I think oh, that's yeah. amazing. But I do want to hear about this magazine because I don't even know a lot about it, but I've just been following what you've been sharing. And I'm like, I need to get my hands on this magazine if and when it comes out. Like I'm like, if there's a pre-order list, I want to be on it. Um, just kind of tell me what, anything that you can share. I totally understand if you can't share everything yeah. yet. And like, how did you, how did you have this idea come up? Um, so I've always had this feeling that, um, I think I'm meant to connect people. I don't mm-hmm. love being the center of attention, even though mm-hmm. I, I am walking dog training, but, mm-hmm. uh, like doing the seminar with Kate is huge. It's a big time out of my comfort zone. I don't like being the one in front of everyone. Um, but I love connecting people, like knowing that you're still talking with some trainers from the trainer mm-hmm. in you, like that can make me cry. I just feel mm-hmm. like that's, that's one of the biggest things from that seminar. That's so special. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about, I felt like I was kind of flailing around without having a creative project to work on Mm. and I didn't want to do another training guide. And I've been really inspired by this one magazine that I read called feel free. Okay. It's very artsy, um, like gardening stuff, interior design, beautiful pictures, Mm. uh, a lot of black and white stuff, which is, I've been very inspired by lately. And I started thinking like, what if I just did like a magazine and told other people's stories? So it's not really Mm -hmm. about me. There will be like some stories from me, but it's more um, a magazine for owners and trainers. But I think I can't reassure owners enough uh, with stories. I can't because it's so, um, it's so like, you know, like the sides, so black and white out there with like uh, training. Yeah. where some people are so against e-collars and prong collars and that's fine. Mm-hmm. They can do their thing, but owners get really um, upset about that. And yep. so I feel like for me with this magazine, I reached out to other trainers. I reached out to um, some owners that I follow that I know, um, some people I follow online. I asked other people who they'd want to see in the magazine, reached out to them. Mm-hmm. So it's really telling stories from other people in the community um, to encourage owners, um, who use tools like the e-collar and prong collar. I so, love it. Yeah. I'm so excited. And that's not really like so what excited. I had pictured. I was thinking again, it was going to be kind of like, like the eBooks, but more mm. like glossy paper and 
in a magazine form kind of a thing. So I didn't realize it's a lot of stories. That's genius. Which is yeah, amazing. Yeah, pictures. Because yeah. you know, again, yes. Stacey, we need, you need to send me pictures. It's yes. your assignment after this. Go take okay. pictures and then okay. send them to me. Uh, but that's something, when I reached out to a couple of people, um, and one of the trainers, she, because uh, I asked on Instagram, who would like to be in the Walking Dog magazine? Mm-hmm. And she was someone who messaged me. I had never met her. And she sent me some pictures because that's kind of a big focus for me in the magazine is that mm-hmm. beautiful pictures of owners and their dogs. And mm. I don't know, it feels very like magazine uh, yeah. kind of. And she sent me these pictures and turns out her husband is a photographer. I um. was like, I just, I swoon. I could cry looking at pictures that are yeah. really pretty. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I want it to be. I want it to be really cool pictures with stories and um yeah, are I'm you gonna launching sh- it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Are you going to share like the, the the stories from the owners and their mm-hmm. their training um, like journey? Oh yeah. So it's uh, some owners that are in it right now. Like there's a port- post board and train owner story. Someone I've personally worked with. Uh, there's stories of how uh, the tools have helped an owner and their dog. Like there's one owner talking about um, how she was. Uh, really nervous to share that she used the e-collar. Um, so she really awesome. had to keep a lot of things hidden. She was That's in the so agility good. world um, and what kind oh, of wow. flipped that for her and mm-hmm. very community based. Um, and some other owners, just like their, their personal story. So it's like a very, you know, like I got Theo and he's my story where someone mm-hmm. else, um, they were recommended that they put their dog down. And so, you know, stories that I am hoping will really, help an owner and trainers. I think it's going to be really great for trainers too, just to feel encouraged and like, I'm so excited to be a part of this community where, yeah, we're relatable. It's not just all perfect, everything, you know? I love it. Yeah. It goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Just again, just sharing the realness of stuff and people want people that are real, not people that are just always perfect and right. So that's amazing. Um, When does it launch? Where can we get it? Because again, if I can sign up now, I will. Um, we're giving you September's, a deadline. Well, I gave myself a deadline because I'm sure you, you know to. with the book. You have, you have to. to. Mm-hmm. No one else is telling me, yeah. get this mm-hmm. magazine out. Uh, so my birthday, September 6th, I felt that was, it'd That's be a so good day food. to launch it. Yeah. I, like it. I know. Yay. Oh my God. It's literally like two weeks I'll, away. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I can't wait because it's so soon, which means I get it soon. Um, is it going to be just available on your website? Where yeah, can we I'll get launch it, it kind of just like we do um, our training guides. So it'll be available on our website and it's going to be virtual. I've gone down awesome. the printed mm-hmm. route with um, some training books and I just feel like it's, it's a little easier on my part to just do virtual. Mm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. who knows, maybe one day it will be, you know, in every grocery store and Target and <gasps> every Starbucks and everywhere because it will be printed oh, on the glossy paper. It will. It will. Okay. Again, I'm going to write that down after this. With Stacey your skills. Said. Yes. <laughs> I can tell the future. <laughs> but again, with your skills and with just how amazing you are, I like there, it, it, it can't fail. It won't fail. There's no way because it's just, Thank you. I, I'm so excited for it. I'm going to buy 12 copies and just be like mm-hmm. sending them to everybody. So, but <laughs> I'm really excited you. for that and for you and just for everything you're continuing to do. And just please never stop sharing and connecting us all. And I just feel like, again, even outside of just meeting people at the seminar and then staying in touch with them, I feel like I've met people like 
over your page and like, you know, like mm-hmm. when people like things, you're like, oh, it's a dog train company. You click on and then you follow each other and then you're like, hey, you're not that far, you know, and yes. it's just, you know, social media can have its negatives and its downsides mm-hmm. for sure. Um, people can be cruel and inappropriate, but I think it does have a lot of really good too. And I think you kind of, to an extent, can create like as far as what you follow like you can create really Mm -hmm. positive things and really good things and things that make you feel good when you log in um you can't control quite kind of like the responses that we get we can just Just block those but Mm -hmm. you know i mean i could continue talking for hours with you so we'll probably have to do another podcast because i have like 50 extra topics on my phone yeah part two (laughs) because i have like so many more questions on my phone like literally i can scroll i was like i have so many questions but we want to end with just a fun little game it's short and it's no pressure it's just kind of cute i don't know if he has any so i'm gonna go through mine first so think of a couple that you might want to ask it's just called this or that. And it's just, we want to know, like, what's Bethany's this or that? And I just wrote down, they're oh. super random. They will always be random. Okay. Um, so my first one, German Shepherd or a doodle? German Shepherd. Figured. Um, French fries or mashed potatoes? French fries. My girl. Okay. We're friends so far. <laughs> Books or podcasts? Oh, uh, podcasts. Same currently. Um, morning or night? morning me too we're like we're besties oh, we are, we are we're besties. sisters <laughs> yes. um rom-com or thriller oh rom-com mm-hmm. i do love thrillers but bobby refuses to watch them i love dramas is that a thriller it yeah. is stressful yeah. he's like i can't deal with any more stress I'm like, okay yeah. something funny um and then my last one which is personal to you unless you're a bethany follower follower you probably won't understand but single bent paw magic or double bent paw magic double yes absolutely and for to understand what we're talking about you have to go to her instagram and follow her to see um do you have any that you this or that that you can think of i think you covered them i covered them okay (laughs) where can everybody find you to follow you uh, on Instagram is where I'm the most active at walking dog training. Perfect. Awesome. Amazing. So thank you so much, Bethany. So like I thank said, you. we will probably have to do a part two because I have so many more questions. I would love to. I would love that. I could talk, talk to you for to hours. You. And now yeah. that we know how to sign in and do this, I mean, we Easy. could just do this every week because we're sisters, I, you know? You want, if you want me to come on and be a third co-host, I'm happy to. Just Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Nothing is an honor. Yes, it was. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love talking to you. And we'll definitely, we'll be in touch. We'll talk soon. Yes, please. All right. Bye. Bye.